Welcome to Around the Farm, the podcast about all things ag. I'm your host, host, Clint. Tom? Clint, is that you? Yeah, what are you doing here? What are, what are you doing here? I, they, they told me that I was going to record the I'm episode. I'm hosting the show. Uh, I thought I was hosting I'm, the show. Well, let's both host the well, show. Let's both host the show then. Let's let's give this intro right. a shot. All right, let's do this. All right. Welcome to Welcome Around, to Around the, Farm, the Farm, the podcast, podcast about <laughs> all things ag. ag. We're, We're your hosts. Host. Tom Burstover, <laughs> and we are going to look back at 2023 and share some of our favorite moments that we've had throughout the year. Let's get to it. Let's do it. So, Tom, you know, when I look back on 23, I think of just like a lot of the weather patterns that ended up happening. I know a ton of folks that, uh, you know, I mean, this year was crazy dry on the front side of, of 23. We had one of the driest Junes on record. Yep. Uh, it's just one of those where every year is just a little unique when you're, when you're looking at farming and agriculture. That's right. You know, it's, it, it's really been something and just overall there were, there were areas that had an incredible year, incredible crop. And there were areas that maybe, you know, it wasn't it wasn't the best year, right? I mean, it was it was really all over the board this year uh, from the conversations I've had too. What about your, uh, you know, your family farms a little bit? How'd everything uh, work out for you all? And maybe uh, a little information from that. Yeah, you know, uh, it, it was one of those where we were we were in that dry zone for for quite a while. So we had a pretty dry May and a pretty dry uh, actually. All, nearly zero rain in uh in june uh but at the end of i want to say like maybe the last day or two of june we started getting rain uh and that kind of carried through july and august and uh luckily i gotta say chaffer farms we had a fantastic soybean yield and amazing corn yield so our uh our our decalb and asgro worked out really well so that's, that's great that's great to hear uh how'd you how, was your dad pretty excited i know he can be kind of a, a celebrity sometimes online when i when i see you interview him every once in a while he he was absolutely thrilled so uh Good. it was funny because on uh, one of the fields that we put in this year was his 50th crop on that uh field that him and mom and uh had put in so they were just excited you go to field to field and it was probably better than what we were ever anticipating and uh it was pretty cool to see so dad uh, both dad and mom had just big old smiles on their face this year that's great that's great 50 wow that's unreal yeah is that so that's yeah. pretty much been you've been you've been working that field probably what your whole life almost i mean that's that's pretty impressive that's cool yeah i'm not i'm not 50 yet tom so i don't know what you're trying to get to I'm here just, but you know, you know that's right well you shaved and i'm looking a little older <laughs> right now so i'm i'm you know you know i'm just trying to make sure every everyone knows that Maybe, maybe I'm a little younger than you, but hey, you're looking, you're looking good, shave there, Clint. What, 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 what have you heard from all your? Uh, I mean, you, you talked to all the channel seedsmen out there. I mean, what, what'd you hear from uh, from this past season? Everybody pretty happy? Yeah, you know, it's it, everyone's been pretty happy. It's been a bit of a, a mixed bag in the sense of the weather, right? But as far as a handful of folks I've gotten a chance to chat with and visit with, it's it seemed pretty similar in a lot of respects to they caught a rain at some point, and then maybe you work your way west a little bit, and then there's some areas that didn't, and there's some areas that did. It's just a little bit all over the board. But overall, I mean, it, it seems like it's, it's going to turn out to be a good year. Um, you know, maybe it was just me, but I felt like it wrapped up pretty darn quick. I don't know if that was uh, just something that I saw or something that I heard, but Man, that was just that was just a way I, I felt a little bit this year. 
Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. Well, I tell you what, how about we go through and, you know, we start uh, talking about maybe some of these episodes that, uh, that you and I have uh, had the pleasure with uh, talking to all sorts of different folks. Uh, when you think back on 23, Tom, what's maybe one of your favorite moments? Yeah, so let me let me maybe ask you, Clint. I'll turn the tables on you a bit. I got we got a few episodes here that I'd, I'd love to chat with you about. And I'm sure, like you said, same with me. But you know, Clint, one of the favorite, one of my favorite things too. We were talking about weather a little bit. Um, you know, at the beginning of the season, what what was the most interesting thing you learned from the weather experts that you got a chance to talk to um, throughout throughout some of the episodes that you uh, you hosted. You know, I had a great conversation with uh, with Zach Hansen and just talking about the, uh, you know, the weather patterns and whether we're rolling into an El Nino or La Nina and and learning about what that means for farmers, right? And and a lot of times we're having these weather conversations, you know, probably in the winter months, right? And uh, but it's absolutely awesome when they can kind of look out and kind of start planning. Hey, what kind of weather patterns can we expect, right? And, right. uh, and I think on something like that, when you, when you talk to somebody like Zach, who's using all of this data science to, to really help, you know, help understand what we can, can expect. Now that's not saying it's a hundred percent accurate, uh, but man, it is, it's one of those to, to really help getting your head wrapped around on what the, you know, the movement of the ocean, uh, how's that going to impact the Midwest, right? Uh, and it's just uh, fascinating to, to hear hear somebody like Zach just be able to, to talk through that in, entire process there. La Nina is basically this cold temperature anomaly in the equatorial Pacific off the coast of South America. Basically means there's lots of cold water upwelling in the Pacific Ocean. Um, it, what, what it does is it basically drives the circulation in the Pacific called the Walker Circulation, which makes lots of thunderstorms over in Indonesia. And it's weird to think that the thunderstorms over Indonesia really impact the weather uh, in North America, but they do. Um, lots of what we call teleconnections between weather in some places and other places. Um, what this means for North America is it means there's going to be colder weather in the northern half of the United States in the La Nina event. Um, basically, the whole Pacific jet stream pulls down, polar air gets farther south than it normally would. It means a lot more rainfall events for the West Coast, um, typically the Pacific Northwest, but this year California has been impacted really heavily. Um, and the Pacific Northwest has been about average, but still quite a bit colder than average. Um, for the Midwest, it, as I said, means colder. I think the upper Midwest also means snowier. The lower, like the Southeast, is warmer and drier than usual in a, in a La Nina event. Um, yeah, that, that's the main impacts. For, for the Northeast, it's a little bit trickier because they're off the, on the Atlantic coast, and so the Atlantic Ocean plays a bigger role than the Pacific Ocean does. Makes sense. Um, but... Yeah, that's that's a typical La Nina. Yeah, no, it's wild, isn't it? You just you see even even right now, uh, shoot, it's it's sixty degrees, I think, outside, and it's December. I mean, it, yeah. it's it's pretty crazy how the weather can really really shift month to month, and you're right, impact the Midwest. That's pretty impressive. Well, I I tell you what, when I think back on on a few of the episodes that uh, you've hosted as well, I'm pretty sure that you had the opportunity to uh, to maybe try some custom whiskey. Is that is that right? That's right. Um, Chris Fornstrom, one of our uh, Channel Seed pros, he's been working in in his local town, and he's been basically uh, running it. It kind of started out as a small project, and then you know he started working with the FSR and was like, hey, maybe we could take this bourbon piece of the next level. Um, and you see they have a distillery in town where they started bringing in 
the bourbon they've been working on and, you know, going through that process. And all of a sudden we're getting it bottled. And then, you know, next step, it's got a, uh, it's got a skew on it. And all of a sudden we, uh, we have our own uh, channel barrel too. So it's been fun just to watch that one go from start to finish and, and really get to get to know Chris a little bit as well. We saw the value in the distillery, both to our community and to our farming operations. So we decided to invest in the business and become uh, minority owners as well. So we grow the corn forum. Uh, we own part of the distillery and we just like to stay involved with it as much as we can because it's, it's brought a lot of value to both our town and the state as a whole. Um, the entire distillery just kind of resembles Wyoming, and that's what we love about it. No, that's great. And I, I just kind of down here, I happen to have maybe a, a sample here of what y'all are doing. Maybe you could talk a little bit about this uh, for me when you when you think of some of the pretty unique things you're doing with Channel Corn. Yeah. Um, so Pine Bluffs Distilling is uh, historically one of the things they do great is they love to work with small businesses and find ways to promote them uh, through co-labeling, I guess I would call it. Um, so using part of our label, but also throwing on another brand as well to really make it, you know, two businesses coming together to explain a story. So, you know, as most seedsmen or most farmers know, part of uh, doing business is getting a gift for a grower at the end of the year or, you know, saying thanks by providing someone a Carver sweatshirt or anything. And one of the gifts my farm has gotten a lot over the years is whiskey. Uh, so as we were kind of talking through what special things we could do for growers. Like, well, we're already providing our own channel corn to this distillery. Why don't we just give the growers whiskey that has their own corn in it? I thought he did a great episode diving into something a little different uh, that at least on the channel side, we, we've not done before. I don't know if you can see it up there, Clint, but I actually got uh, two bottles uh, back there, um, you know, kind of by the bowling pin there. So he, uh, he, he definitely, uh, definitely did a good job. And, yeah, it's uh, it's got a good good flavor. So, so you said two bottles. So, if I just drop my drop my address in the chat, you'll get one of those Let's sent over ship, here. Ship you one over. That's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Are are they selling it? Are they actively selling that? So, I, you know, it's a good question. I actually don't know if they're selling it, like as far as maybe our region. But if I remember yeah. correctly, uh, locally, they were you were able to go into some of the. Uh, restaurants around town and you were able to order it there oh that's awesome but hey yeah i haven't haven't got a chance to talk to chris in a bit so maybe maybe things changed i hope they did hope they're starting to ship it everywhere it's really it's really good nice nice yeah clint i got a pop quiz for you since we're just sitting here and chit-chatting and reminiscing about 2023 yep you had cody evans on to talk about tribal what are the three active ingredients in tribal well, I'm going to extra credit. have to deliver extra credit if you can pronounce them correctly. <laughs> well, <laughs> anyone that knows me knows that that ain't going to happen. <laughs> we had a few different options that would have been good products to throw in with both isoxaglutol and dicarbazone methyl, but uh, to keep our low use rate as well as to make ourselves kind of stand out or make this product stand out a little bit more, we went with a group 15 called Flufinacet. And if you've ever heard about the compound by itself, out of the group 15s, whenever you utilize it by itself, it's uh, it's low water solubility, so it takes a lot of water to activate it. And so when it's used by itself, usually that was the issue because it took so much water to activate, we'd have a flush of weeds usually come up before it was active. 
Uh, but what we're seeing when we added this group 15 in with isoxaflutol and thiocarbazone methyl is we get thiocarbazone methyl and isoxaflutol doing a lot of the work up front. Uh, so when we get the initial rainfalls that activate, they'll usually be doing a lot of the upfront uh, leg work on our weed control. Then as we get more and more rainfall and as some of those other compounds are starting to wash out, the flufenicet starting to kick in. So that's where we see a lot of the benefit on these later season um, control is where we're getting efficacy on species that usually are coming up a little later in the season that we need that extra residual to get out to. The three active ingredients. Now I'm going to have to think back here and uh, by no means do I have these on a list in front of me that I'm going to read. I mean, this is all just pulling straight out of the old noggin yeah. here. No, no notes and, at all, uh, right? <laughs> yeah, no, no notes whatsoever. I'm going to have to go with flufenescent, uh, isooxaflutol, <laughs> and uh oh, thiancarbonozone. Sounds, sounds, sounds pretty accurate to me, Glenn. I love, uh, you know, it's just it, it, the thing that everyone needs to understand is you're from Illinois and it's just, it's just an Illinois accent that you got there. And that's, that's really what, what's tripping you up, I would say. Right. Yeah. Nothing, I mean, they nothing were more. No, they were pronounced absolutely perfectly. If you were sitting right here, you know, it's just <laughs> that's it's, right. something digitally just kind of messes it up a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's good. All right. I love that. I got a pop quiz for you as well. Okay. You talked to to Shed, and uh, you were talking about uh, about his soybean yields this year. And so for 5,000 points, I'm just going to make up a point, point just, group. Just a huge point value there. <laughs> yeah, just a huge one, you know. Uh, what was the top yield of the 1.8 to group two maturity soybeans that, uh, that Shad talked about? Yeah, so... Let me, let me think on that a minute. Um, yeah, but uh, I do I do actually, I had a lot of fun with Shad, and I, I actually got to hang out with Shad in person uh, before I, I, we, we made the episode. And that's, that's when we started talking about uh, beans and corn and how everything was going. And just uh, really his excitement for what we're doing with channel and regional brands bringing them together to, to form our, our new channel brand. So I uh, had a great, great chance to connect with him. And if you didn't get a chance to watch that episode, uh, that that's a good one, Clinton. He's, he's such a good, good person. He's also uh, Clint. Maybe we got an opportunity with him. He's a, he's a professional fisherman or angler is oh, probably wow. the, the correct term. Shad, you can correct me later. Um, but uh, you know, he'd be a fun one. Clint, we go out, fishing with but back to your question um you know i i i not that i went back and watched the video again to realize what <laughs> it was um but i'm gonna i'm gonna say i'm gonna say 92 bushel per acre is what we said in that video um but I don't know. We'll, we'll have to see you have to go watch that video and find out west central indiana we are so lucky tom um, all of our customers have had record soybean yields to the point that, that it, it's something that has really set a new standard. And um, 1.8 to, to group two soybeans that should not be yielding 85 bushel or yielding, you know, in the 80s. Um, I've seen 92 bushel soybeans 
And I've seen, you know, 60 bushel soybeans where guys have never had 60 bushel soybeans on those fields. So we're really fortunate in this area. And obviously we know and understand that it's not that way all across the country. It's, it's, it's disappointing in some areas because of this heat and drought that we've had. Yeah, no, you just missed it. It was 92.1. So uh, so I'm, I'm sorry, Tom, you forfeit the 5,000 points. So. I and mean, I in no way added the point one the to point my one answer was, book. That's right. right. <laughs> that's right. No, I mean, you know, I'll, t- it, I'll take ninety two point one as a as a as a win, even though I didn't get my five thousand points. I'd say that's a good day. <laughs> <laughs> no, that is an incredible yield. Ninety two bushel of the acre was uh, that's that's crazy. So, you know, it, it's it just made me think about it. We're sitting here recapping twenty twenty three, and I know this has nothing to do with around the farm, but you talked about Shad, you know, being a professional angler. Did you ever read that story of the fishermen that were stuffing the fish with fish fillets and weights to to cheat in the tournaments? I I I've never heard that. That's un, that's inc- oh. like unreal. You should ask Shad about that next time you next to. time you talk about it because literally these guys were playing like going into these tournaments, hundred thousand dollar you know tournaments right like that's how much you'd win if you end up getting them they would get the fish and they shoved other chunks of fish like fish fillet and lead weights into them uh to win i mean they ended up in like prison time man that's like, it wild. Was wild there's nice. some crazy videos out there on youtube uh when they literally cut them open and uh and seen that they had been cheating so because they the, the same group had won other tournaments last year as well Unbelievable! Wild. Just wonder yeah. why they're stopping to get a fish sandwich every every morning. They're getting like ten fish sandwiches <laughs> to put in there. That's, that's no one. No one thought about that. Fish, <laughs> fish fillets from McDonald's that's just right. hanging out. <laughs> I call man. Why is this guy ordering twenty fillet of fishes? Oh man, man yeah, that's, that's just wild. like one of those like twenty twenty three things that are like you know burned into my head at this point in time. So let's see, Clint. What about um, Plant Doctor Andrew Penny? Um, a penny for your a penny uh, for your thoughts. My question is maybe how do how do we both get on this podcast together? Uh, that that could be maybe that's an opportunity. Well, let me give uh, let me give you my two cents. Uh, Zay. <laughs> you, must, you must have kids, Clint. <laughs> the best dad joke I can throw out there right That's there. Right. No, uh, Dr. Andrew Penny, that was a, uh, a great conversation. Um, it's fascinating what, uh, you know, just on their, their podcast. So it's him and uh, Sean Bloomgren from, uh, from Iowa that, uh, that do uh, a penny for your thoughts. Uh, for any of you listening out there, if you have not uh, started to listen to their podcast, go do that. Some of the best agronomic uh, information that's out there. Uh, they do such a fantastic job. Um, you know, you talk about how do we get on the podcast, Tom, I'm just scared. I can't bring enough expertise to be on the podcast. They got, they got some heavy hitters on there that, uh, are really digging deep into the, uh, the agronomic side. No, that's, that's great. And you know, that's, that's something that just is so refreshing to see and hear and listen to It's just, it's, it's really neat to find those uh, specific channels more or less where you can really learn something every time you listen to an episode. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's, it, we live in a, a world right now that, you know, if you think about uh, it used to be 
talk radio, right? You'd, you'd, you know, dial up your radio to some AM station that, uh, that you could listen to talk radio on, right? Uh, to XM radio to where you could, you know, find a show on there. And now I tell you what, it's what we're doing here podcasting yeah, right uh that's uh it's such a cool uh outlet for folks to just get a ton of information and again sean and andrew just do such an amazing job at uh at that pod uh, on that podcast it's just uh such a great listen there so you know again when we started this didn't think it, it would kind of blow up the way it did and uh you know one of the funny things uh we you know we just gave a presentation at the midwest marketing conference on on uh the do's and don'ts of, of pod you know starting a new podcast and Sean brought, you know, right now we have some some really nice equipment to record and, and you know, headsets and all that. But we, one of the, the PowerPoint slides, we talked about evolving. In our very first episode, you know, I, I don't even know what the thing would be called, but it was just this little round thing that was a speaker and a, a microphone all in one. And that was the very first episode we recorded on and, and listening to it is it's, it's almost embarrassing hearing the sound quality. And so we, we've had two different uh, production consoles since then. Now we have a really nice one, uh, but it, it's funny to see where where we've you know where we came from, and, and just thinking about the whole evolution, you know, the whole process of, of evolving and, and getting better at what we do, even though we're not professionals by any means. A lot of what they do, they break things into two different parts, right? So they also make it to where it's fairly easy to consume as well as your, you know driving to go get groceries or going to going to see one of the 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 channel seeds uh, seed pros there so that's right that's right no it's it, it's when you when you break things into chunks like that it really it really does help um you know that's that's a great way to do it and yeah you, you know you bring up a good point driving to get groceries shoot it seems like every year uh 2023 and i'm sure 2024 will be the same way every year things just move quicker and quicker um, and time is just that much more of the essence. So that's, that's great. So I would like to pick your brain real quick yeah. around you and you mentioned it a little bit, but I, I gotta, I gotta ask maybe a little bit more here, but you talked about, uh, regional brands and channel coming together into the new channel brand. Uh, I've also heard you talk about channel seed pro which i i think uh at the top of the thing i i think i may have misspoke when i said uh, channel seedsman that may be outdated at this point in time talk to me a little bit about that what uh what are what are these big changes that we're that we're hearing about yeah no so for uh for channel our our channel brand uh, um we've had a, a few big announcements i would say in in 2023 so a lot of cool things happening there uh, we've taken 11 brands, so our 10 regional brands and our legacy channel brands. We brought them together to make a new channel brand um, to really, at the end of the day, uh, move move forward with our with our agency model um, from that as we look moving forward. So we've got we've got two strategies, right, Clint? You guys are really focused on that retail strategy with Asgard Decal and then channels kind of focusing more on that agency strategy as we move forward uh, in this, in this uh, next, next wave, I'd say of seed selling. And, and the cool thing about it at the end of the day is we know that, you know, you, you guys are still going to maybe have some great Asgard account sellers that are set up similar, but in, and vice versa for channel, but Hey, it's, it's a unique opportunity to bring these, 11 brands together between regional and channel brands and uh, launch this new brand. And then your second question on seed pro, um, you know, as we took a step back and looked traditionally, we had channel seedsmen 
And, you know, as we looked for uh, looked ahead at what, you know, our next steps in this new brand would be, uh, we wanted it to be more than that. Uh, seed Pro, in our eyes, is not just, you know, leading with Seed, but focusing on that digital experience, focusing on, you know, top, top, uh, on far, that on-farm experience, whether it's, you know, scouting fields with field checkup series or using a tool like Climate Field View to drive different demand on farms. So big, big change is coming and, and more to come as well as, as we move forward there. We're really exciting, uh, really exciting to see some of these changes coming forward with channel. Oh, that's that's exciting! I, you know, on uh, on some of the social media sites, it's always fun to to you know. I follow follow a lot of folks uh, within your brand as well, and uh, it was fun to start seeing some of the new logos and signage going up on on some of the seed sheds, right? Yeah, you uh, bet. And uh, and it's one of those where you you hear about something like this that's starting to take place, but then all of a sudden you really start seeing it happen, and it uh, it just makes it so much more real at that point in time. So I think it's great what you guys are you know that strategy and and making some of those changes i think that's uh, just incredibly exciting so another huge thing in 2023 that's there right that's right how's everything been going uh from an asgard cal perspective I tell you what, 23 was an incredibly exciting uh, year for us, uh, especially over at uh, at the Asgro side. Um, so this year, this harvest, uh, Mr. Alex Harrell from Georgia ended up breaking the world soybean record for yield uh, with a whopping... 206.7 if I'm if I'm correct there but uh, 206.7 bushel to the acre for soybeans man that sounds like that's a unreal. corn number that's unbelievable uh, and that was with an asgro number right uh so it was just uh incredibly uh incredibly exciting uh he came up and uh joined us at uh farm progress show and we got to talk to a lot of folks there and uh it was just uh incredibly exciting just to see that kind of of you know a farmer like alex who is high management who is is just he's interested in every little micronutrient that's out there right and and how that plan is uptaken it and how he can get really find that that next bushel right and yep. uh and he did one heck of a job and just knocked it out of the park i'm going to assume that's going to be a record that's going to hold up there for quite some time so no that's that's incredible and congrats to him as well i mean that is that is uh, an incredible, incredible achievement. Um, you know, you, you mentioned a few things there too. I mean, what wh- a lot of technology has just changed, and, and you know, you know this space uh, a little bit better than I do, just from your your past and you know even before your time with climate in, in your previous roles. What what was that big? Maybe there wasn't any, but let's let's find out, Clint. What was that big game changer in twenty twenty three? What what surprised you, um, if anything, putting you on the spot a little bit here from a technology perspective? You know, I'd, I'd, I'm, I'm probably not the expert here, but uh, we had uh, we did have uh, uh, Denise out there uh, talking to us about Presion Smart Corn, oh, and uh, and to me, one of the the big technology changes within the ag industry is going to be that short stature corn. Uh, with the within the smart corn system, uh, 
I, you know, I'd, it's just one of those that that is just that's a game changer, right? Game uh, changer. You talk about just being able to to take a, a ground rig sprayer over the top, or you know, have it protected from large wind events or things of that nature. Uh, that was one mm-hmm. of my just one of my favorite episodes there, being able to uh, to talk to uh, Doctor Doctor Denise, and uh, that was that was incredible when she took us through. I said, really, that whole Presion smart corn system. It really brings two things to farmers, risk mitigation and increased opportunities. And you get that risk mitigation from the protection aspect of this crop, right? Being able to have that resilience, crop uh, re- resistance to wind, uh, but also um, the through the access piece. And so you have the, the pay, right? We like to say that the smart corn system pays. You get protection, access, yield potential. All of those things taken together reduce a farmer's risk, and increase their opportunities to protect, preserve, and drive higher yields on that farm. And that drives profitability. So that's what excites me about Presion Smart Corn System. That is really a good one to to call out. And it's exciting. It's exciting to see that move forward. And uh, I know she is is extremely passionate and and very, very excited to see Presion go to the next level. So really excited for that. Whenever I talk about Presion, I have such a hard time not doing the woohoo. Yeah, you she, know, oh, yeah she's always uh, jacked up about it, right? Ready? Very oh, excited. Always, every, every meeting. So got to love that. Absolutely. Now, how, how about yourself? When we started thinking, Tom, you know, as we look into, uh, into 2024, uh, have you started thinking about, uh, you know, your list of guests that you're going to start, uh, start talking to out in 24? That's that's a good question. Um, you know, I, I I need to probably put a little more thought into it. But I think you know, as we uh, like we were talking earlier with some of this this new stuff going on with channel and how we could use FieldView as a part of that with a digital component. I think we're going to have an opportunity to really double down on that digital experience. So maybe you know, for me, I'm thinking it'd be great to get with someone that's using some of the latest and greatest precision technology and start talking about how they're you know, making a difference on their farm. Cause even today in a conversation I was having, you know, when you're running a combine at three mile an hour versus five mile an hour, there's a big difference. And, uh, you know, the amount of work you can get done. So just some of the, the, the cool pieces, um, that even field views bring in and going to roll out. Don't want to steal too much of their thunder, but really excited to, to see a couple launches ahead that I know they've got. Um, but you know, I think another, another piece too, is we've, we've had, uh, we, like we talked earlier, we've had the, the regional brands and the channel brands coming together. This time next year in 2024, we'll have launched the officially the new channel brand. It'll be great to hear from a few folks about their experiences so far on how that's been going. I know we've heard from Shad as one example, but you know we'll, we'll officially be, be live and ready to go uh, in September of 2024. So a lot, of, a lot of neat things moving forward. What about you, Clint? Anyone... Anyone specific or topics come to mind that you're excited to talk about? You know, I, I think it's one of those when I look at, of course, uh, you know, it's uh, I, I wake up and, and eat, sleep and breathe soybeans uh, nowadays. Right. So uh, one of the one of the things that I'd love to just look into, you know, talking to somebody like an Alex Harrell of really digging into how soybeans are are really being managed differently, right? And that and that comes even down into how they're being tracked with climate field view as well, to where you can go out there and start keeping track of each one of those passes. 
Uh, but man, you start looking at just planting dates going earlier. You look at planting rates probably decreasing. Uh, all of the micromanagement that is that is being uh, you know being put on soybeans now. There's a lot of folks out there that are treating their soybeans like what we would traditionally think of corn, right? Uh, and that to me is just such a, such a cool transition as, uh, as we look at just the overall soybean uh, industry. So I think that's something that I would love to, to have some conversations with some, some of those farmers like Alex, right? Uh, those, those high performers that, uh, that are just out there really managing it uh, down to that level. I think that'd be a, a really exciting path to take next year. No, I think so. Uh, you know, maybe you could share some tips and tricks too, right? From forget to that 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 next bushel and everything moving forward i think that's pretty neat well well here's what i'm gonna do you know i see that you're sitting there with this awesome santa claus hat and i'm over here just looking like a chump so i'm gonna do a little bit of christmas magic and i'm gonna snap my fingers here and i'm gonna come back with a hat on love it you ready for this so here we go in three two one Wait. Ah. Okay, well, I got to work impressive. on that a little bit yeah. there, Tom. I, it was impressive that it worked, but I mean, maybe maybe get the ball in the back next time instead of on your in yeah. front of your face. Yeah, but you look good. Yeah, it's, looks, it's just a little bit of a little bit of Christmas magic, you that's know. Right. Happening. It's so, like a. I was telling uh, my wife when she's like, "Why do you have a Christmas hat on?" I'm like, "Well." I'm going to go meet with Clint, um, you know, on around the farm. And well, actually I didn't know I was going to meet with you. It was a Christmas miracle that we met together. Um, <laughs> but no, I, I just, I just was like, you know, it's, it's, it's a festive professional day. There you go. I like that. Well, I tell you what, Tom, at the end of every episode, we always do a this or that, right? That's right. Yes. And I think we could probably like kick this into a into a montage of like, you know, somebody's going to play like, you know, Eye of the Tiger or something. Well, we probably can't get that because of copyright. But, you know, like play something really cool here. Yeah. But uh, I got I got to ask you, like from a i've asked everybody i've talked to on this show and i just i'm trying to pad my stats here so uh are you gonna go grain cart or auger wagon mm. i can go grain cart <sighs> i'll have to cut that out now auger wagon. how about uh, <laughs> how how about apple or android oh yeah clint come on now apple Apple, all right, all right, right. yeah, we, we can at least friends, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, I would say let's go ahead and let's run this and let's hear from all of our guests throughout the year on our this or that section. Auger wagon or green card? Green card. I green card's what I'd vote. Green card. Green card for sure. <sighs> it's a green card. Where are you sitting on the auger wagon versus grain cart conversation? I say grain cart. So, grain cart. I'm going to have to go with grain cart. That's how I was raised, so. <laughs> Man. Grain cart. I need to go grain cart. That's, of course, the auger wagon. I don't think there's any other option, really. <laughs> Woo! All right. I guess like the auger wagon a little bit more, oh! a little bit more maneuverable. <laughs> yeah, that's what we're talking. Drop the confetti, hit the bells, auger wagon for the win. For the win the there we go. Oh, are, are you still here, Tom? I, I didn't know anyone else was still here. Are you still here, Clint? I think oh, I hear you. Yeah, oh, I see yeah, you too. I'm just, I'm just checking out my field view account, just seeing, uh, seeing what's going to change this upcoming year. 
I am too. I was trying to find, uh, you know, if there was anything talking about new product features, but you know, something I'm really looking forward to in 2024. That's for sure. I feel like there's some new exciting features coming around the, around the corner. Like there's something big. Can't wait. See you there. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. Hey, a big shout out to our listeners for hanging around with us at Around the Farm for another year. If you enjoyed this podcast, please like and share this episode with a friend. And as always, Around the Farm is brought to you by Climate Field View. Don't miss any of our other episodes. You can follow us wherever you get your podcasts. And as always, we'll see you Around the Farm. farm.